African Safari Wildlife Park is a wild experience with over 800 exotic animals. Our drive-through safari features giraffes, zebras, deer, elk, alpacas, and even a white bison, all of which you can feed right from your vehicle. Walk on the wild side with a zoo at all pass and feed kangaroos, porcupines, tortoises, and rabbits. Step into our aviary adventure and hand feed budgies for a memorable experience. Check out our live educational shows or ride a camel. Create memories that will last a lifetime at the Ohio Safari Park, African Safari Wildlife Park in Port Clinton. Welcome to another edition of the morning show right here, of course, on Main Street TV. Jennifer here with our good friend, Pete Wilson. I'm here. He is. To start off the morning news update, brought to you by Nia Henry, agent for Appalachia Realty. And if you are looking to buy or sell or have any real estate needs, of course, Nia is your girl to call 740-418-4135. You can ask her anything and she'll help you out with anything real estate. All right, Pete, what's going on? Do you know what we haven't had lately? Any COVID updates? Right, you know, that, that bears checking. Just, I guess just that's for the good. Just for the record, yeah, I think if it was bad, we'd probably hear about it. I'm hearing kind of nationally things are perking up a little bit, so that's right. a bad deal. Well, there's certainly uh, pockets there, and they're talking about uh, <clears> with the <throat> Pfizer, maybe a third vaccine would be necessary. I'm hoping not because that's the one that I had. Oh, so uh, we'll just have to we'll just have to watch that. Remember, yeah, we we've said this all along, and probably some people kind of poo pooed it, thinking that you know we're worry warts. COVID is not gone; it's around. No, it's certainly do, not. Do you gone. remember? You remember last year when it seemed to be in decline in the summer? Yep. And uh, you know there was events, uh, but they were regulated and whatever, and everybody was mm -hmm. thinking that, uh, you know, it was whipped maybe. And yeah. then uh, the winter came around, Yeah, January and, and then February. Christmas was a nightmare right. around that time. Right, exactly. And so, uh, you know, we will see. Um, a lot of people are vaccine, uh, had the vaccine, you know, about maybe 40% here in Jackson County. And, you know, a disproportion of that percent are adults and people who are the most vulnerable probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of, of younger people have not had it, and there's a lot of debate about whether they should or they shouldn't or it's necessary. Right. So uh, we shall see. But right now, life is normal, and life will be normal at the Jackson County Fair. It will be. Which is right around the corner even Whoopee. this evening. But we will get to that. But there's some other news that, that's breaking that we're going to go to first. Oh, no. Right. Wellston School Board meeting last night. They had a special session meeting at the high school. Yeah. And it turned out to be very eventful because the school district's uh, top executive, Karen Bach, uh, who has been the superintendent there since 2010, over 10 years, uh, she submitted notification of her retirement, her pending retirement. Oh, man. And it was accepted uh, unanimously by the school board. And she will be leaving uh via retirement effective October the 29th. And so that's pretty soon. That is. You know, that is two months into the new school year and the new school year um, should be a, just about a month away. And so, uh, you know, the school board will certainly be scrambling to find either, uh, you know, a, a temporary, an interim superintendent, and they will soon be conducting a superintendent search, I'm sure. But uh, 
the backstory uh, on this is, and now at the school board meeting itself, this was just an item on the agenda. Mm -hmm. The school board, uh, you know, approved it five zero. Hey, what happens if they don't? Does, does that ever happen? Well, no, that, you cannot retire. That that is yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's very interesting. I've not had that. But we don't want you to, so no, no we're going to vote no. no, no I don't that, know. That's right. There's. Stranger things have happened. Right, I've I been suppose. around a long time. I've not had that one happen yet. But okay, yeah. What if they don't let you retire? What if they don't vote for it? But uh, but anyway, uh, folks who pay attention in the Wellston School District uh, know that there have been some divisions there. Uh, when uh, Mrs. Box's last contract came up, along with some other administrators, the school board declined to give her a multi-year contract. Okay. Uh, they ended up giving her a one-year contract, which after you've been there 10 years or so, uh, it, it is not a, a great vote of, of confidence or agreement, however you want to put it, of support. Right. And so she was under a one-year contract that actually started, I believe, on August, this coming August the 1st. So, um, I mean, she is leaving before the end of her contract. So um, there have been, through recent months, uh, different developments and votes on personnel when, you know, a certain person's being hard, it may be for a coaching job, where there is disagreements between what the superintendent has recommended and what the board ends up doing. There's been a number of 3-2 votes, which indicate that there are um, divisions on the school board okay. that are reflective of support to a degree for the superintendent and maybe even the general administration there. Huh. And so, now, Mrs. Bach did not make any statement last night. Uh, the school board did not make any comments, pro or con, in accepting this. Uh, but uh, it happened last night. She will be leaving effective October uh, the 29th. And, uh, of course, interesting that this year is one of those off-year elections, which means that school board members are up for election. Not all of them, but either two or three of them. They do it staggered. Every two years, either two people are running or three people are running on a five-member board. So, you know, everybody isn't up at once. Right. But uh, in Wellston, I'm not sure whether it's two or three, but there are seats up. And, you know, all this may play into, you know, um, uh, more interest in mm -hmm. uh, in candidacies. So, you know, when there's dissension and disagreement, you know, it brings people out because, you know, uh, they feel that it needs to be resolved or they're for one side or the other. So we will see there. But... Uh, I will say this, uh, uh, Mrs. Bach will be around until at least October the 29th. I've had very good relations with her. Uh, on the press side, uh, you know, we're always concerned about someone who is straight with us and responsive and uh, gets back to us, uh, explains things, background or whatever. And uh, Karen has always uh, done that for everybody uh, on our staff, myself, mm -hmm. Phil Buffington, who is uh, the regular cover person for the Wellston City Schools. and so. Uh, you know, aside from the issues that I won't get into right now, because I certainly know, don't know as much about them as the principals do, uh, I will say I do appreciate the cooperation we've had through the years from uh, Karen Bach, and uh, we wish her well in her retirement. Uh, but uh, once again, Karen has been the superintendent there for uh, since 2010, so that will be a big change there for the school district. Also at last night's meeting, now this brought more attention to the meeting than that did, even though obviously the resignation or the retirement of the superintendent is the big news. There were members of the Wellston High School football team there, uh, along with, uh, I think, at least one adult. Okay. And they were questioning 
and asking the school board to reconsider one of those split decisions recently. At the July 6th regular meeting of the Wellston School Board, uh, Chris Elsesser, who is a substitute teacher for the district, he was on the agenda to be hired as an assistant football coach. <clears throat> okay. The board voted three to two against hiring him as an assistant football coach. Okay. So we wind the clock forward to this special meeting, which was last night, and uh, members of the football team came, about uh, you know eight or nine of them, and uh, a couple of the kids, several of the kids spoke, including one of the seniors and the last year's returning starting quarterback, Jeremiah Frisbee, spoke. Uh, I, I think also Nathan Mollahan, an adult who is a football booster and a local businessman, he spoke as well, all in support of Chris Elsesser. The board went into executive session with Mr. Elsesser, and when they came out, they voted unanimously to hire him as an assistant coach. What did they did they say what the problem was before? Was there an issue or? If, if whatever problem there was, it was not made public. You know, the, okay. the school board just voted against hiring him. Um, I'm sure uh, most of these times at school board meetings, there are often executive sessions where mm -hmm. things are discussed behind closed doors. And sure. they're allowed to do that on personnel matters, employment matters, contractual matters. Uh, you know, we always think that as much as possible should be out there for the public. But uh, many of those things can be uh, applicable to uh, an executive session, which is closed door, private. However, the thing about the limiting factor about executive sessions is that no formal action can be taken in executive session. Whenever they make a decision, and you can discuss it, but whenever they make a decision, it has to be made in open session okay. uh, as a matter of record. And uh, so I don't know what happened behind closed doors. Well, evidently it was it was favorable. Right, it was. And I guess the bottom line is it's not. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's certainly incorrect to infer that the decision of those football players and others, uh, you know, an adult or two, to go to that meeting and uh, I guess let the democratic process take place, state your case, say, hey, listen, we think you're wrong on this. We are on the front lines. We're players. Um, we're adults who are involved with the football program. We think that Chris Elsesser would be good for the program. They made their pitch to the board, and uh, they won the day. Mm -hmm. So, good. you know, it, it, mean, that, it worked out for them. That's Not, how that's supposed to work. If people have issues, they should come and be able to be heard and then maybe reconsidered. Right, right. Not an easy thing to do, especially, you know, if you're a high school kid. You're standing up there you know, tough, in front yeah. of the people that run the district and you're basically, even though you're obviously trying to do it in a positive way, you're challenging a decision that adults make. You're right. And that's grown up stuff. So good for them. Right. So give give yeah. Jeremiah Frisbee, those other players and everybody who, Absolutely. who came to that meeting to state their case and whether they were successful or not, uh, you know, took some guts. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So. Uh, that's two of the things that happened at the Wellston City Board of Education meeting. Of course, Phil Buffington is downstairs working on those stories okay. uh, as we speak. All right, uh, we'll go south on State Route 93 now. Okay. And there's a big project taking place at Davis Stadium. Davis Stadium is the super nice facility at the Oak Hill High School Middle School campus. Mm -hmm. uh, they've got the football field with the artificial turf, the track oval around it. A uh, great new stadium that was built uh, about 15 years ago uh, with uh, with uh, a lot of local money, a uh, major donation from the late Evan Davis helped make that happen, hence the name. Well, the turf 
even though the artificial turf is great and the rubberized track surface is great, they don't last forever. That's true. And so now, uh, very close to the football season, uh, there is a major work project taking place down there at Oak Hill. And that is what the football field looks like now. <laughs> That's terrifying to see it like that, isn't it? <laughs> right. You know, there, uh, right in front of the stands, that's where you would see all the green, pretty green, the yes. dark green turf. <laughs> well, they have pulled that up now, and they're rolling the dirt uh, in uh, in preparation to put down the new artificial turf. Uh, but you ask, when is there a football game? The first home football game at Oak Hill uh, is on August the 27th. And so, obviously, they want to be ready for that. They think they can. I was told by one of the school board members, if they have to work a little extra to get it done, they'll get it done. Of course, you know, weather can play a part in this. It can. But in addition to re replacing uh, the artificial turf with new artificial turf, they're also uh, repairing the track and also replacing the rubberized surface of the track. So major work taking place at Oak Hill right now. Yes, they did want to start a little earlier, but uh, you know the pandemic was an issue, the COVID nineteen right. pandemic, and then, and then the the things about it that are kind of lingering issues, uh, supply issues, transportation issues that 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 kind of slow things down because COVID happened mm -hmm. for all those months, and so uh, it slowed the start of the project. Not only the fact that you know some construction people weren't working. A number of months ago, sure. But then, you know, materials also weren't being made. You know, they weren't, and are also very expensive. Right, the exactly. The ones you can get your hands on. Right, and so you know, this this uh, as far as uh, as far as the timing of the project definitely had an impact. But once again, they believe that they can get it done. Uh, of course, the football team uh, will be practicing at a different location, the old football field where the old high school used to be. Uh, the band will uh, practice at a different place there on the campus, and they're all crossing their fingers, counting on the fact that it will be ready by the time of the first home football game. The first football game, football games are earlier this year. It's the third week of August instead of the fourth oh. because they've expanded the playoffs. The playoffs, yeah. Right, exactly. So on August the 20th, Oak Hill will be playing Wellston. Thankfully, that game is at Wellston. Uh, for the Oaks, they'll give that'll give uh -huh, them an extra, gives them one more week, an huh? extra week before they need the uh, Good deal. before they need to have the game or, or the the field ready. So a lot of work taking place, and and that's behind the scenes kind of because that sits behind the school. Mm -hmm. Even though the school's on ninety three, it sits behind there. So a lot of people, if they didn't hear us or they didn't read it in the paper, they're talking from the with the school people. They may not even know that's going on. But that is a big money project it's a as big well. Deal. But past due, yeah. past due, the artificial turf does not last forever. Okay, at the last Jackson City Board of Education meeting, it was also pretty eventful. And one of the big things that happened there was the hiring of, of a new Jackson High School principal. Uh, Thad Haynes, who had been the principal uh, for a number of years, mm -hmm. uh, decided to submit his resignation and he will be taking another position in education. I'll have to tell you, I don't know what that is yet, but I know that oh, okay. he's got another job. But he has chosen to do that. And the man who was his right-hand man, Tyler Swackhammer, there you see him on the right there in the picture. He is with Superintendent Phil Howard. Uh, the school board had no um, no reservations about immediately hiring him to be the principal. Of course, they were working kind of on a short leash time-wise mm -hmm. because, you know, it's July now. But uh, they are very glad to have Mr. Tyler Swackhammer move up from assistant principal to principal. He had been a teacher in the schools before. 
just a by the way type thing. It's a small town. He is the son of David Swackhammer, mm -hmm. who is the city service director here in Jackson. And so congratulations to Tyler Swackhammer. And uh, there's been, you know, a lot of, we posted this on Facebook right after it happened. A lot of positive comments in support of Mr. Swackhammer. So he had seems to have the support not only of the school hierarchy, but also of a lot of the teachers and parents and stakeholders in the district. So okay. we certainly wish him the very best as well. Okay, well, we had all those things. Um, so now we can get to the Jackson County Fair. I thought that would be at the top of the stack, but... Uh, well, there's they threw some stuff at you, didn't they, well, Pete? The, well, they did. And, some and, surprises. And the Jackson County Fair, the pre-fair stuff, I guess you could call it, starts this evening Woo! with harness racing. Yeah. And uh, fair board member Chris Walls kind of takes the bull by the horns on that. He's got it set up so there will be two sessions of harness, harness racing, weather permitting. Uh, and you'll tell us about the weather I a little will. bit later. It might be a little iffy. I'm telling you, today is looking real good, Pete. T today is good. Okay. Yep. Well, I know the advanced forecast heading into the week wasn't very good, but so it's it's it, it's a little better now. But uh, tonight, the harness racing uh, will get going at uh, at seven o'clock. Uh, tomorrow's racing cart also at seven p.m. Now, if either of the harness racing, if there's rain beforehand, you know, they, they can still do it. Sure. If there's a storm or a real hard rain, it could potentially uh, cancel the harness racing. And what they'll do is, I'm told, that if tonight's would get uh, canceled, they would just have a double session tomorrow night. If tomorrow night gets canceled because of the weather, it's just off. Okay. Because there's nowhere to go. Well, there's no rain in the forecast today, so you're good, Pete. All right, so... You know, the, the ponies are waiting for you. And remember, yep. not only is it fun to watch, uh, you don't have to go to Scioto Downs or some far off place or, or turn on a cable channel. Harness racing right here at the Jackson County Fair right. in Wellston at 7 p.m. tonight. It only costs $5 to get in. Programs are uh, $3. And, uh, of course, the big uh, attraction for many people is paramutual betting. Pick the guy with the prettiest outfit. Okay. All right. Well, whatever, whatever scientific method you use <laughs> to pick the winners, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it's fun to kind of, kind of have a little wagering there and it's legal. So you can do I it. I know, right? It, it is a lot of fun. Right. Okay. Well, anyway, the, as far as the, the full fair goes, uh, we've already talked about some of the other activities and we're going to talk a little bit more. We'll talk again on Monday, uh, at the start of the full week of the Jackson County Fair. But do not forget that this weekend, in addition to the harness racing on Thursday and Friday, the Kentucky Headhunters will be there on yes. Saturday. And remember, uh, it's an there open. They there they are again. This Such is a good guys. Right, Dumas Walker and their ski pop and all. Yeah. Uh, heard that downstairs as they are promoting that concert. And I'm <laughs> sure they will have a great attendance. They may not get the 10,000 plus that they had in 1990. Hey, you don't know. But there is interest. <laughs> uh, open seating. First come, first serve, so you can look for, uh, you know, uh, early crowd there, I think, an early yes. arriving crowd. Uh, you can get the track seating, which is down in front, but you need to bring, you know, your own. BYOC. You need to bring your own chair. It, it, it's uh, first come, first serve on the seating in the grandstand. First come, first serve for the track space as well. There is no extra cost for that track space. It's just you need to get there early. It's going to cost you $10 to get in the gate. Yep. But that covers you getting into the grandstand as well. I am right. told that even though, you know, there won't be carnival rides and some things won't be open, 
there's no junior fair of organized junior fair activities yet. There will be vendors working, you know, they'll yes. be there to feed you and give you those lemon shakeups and everything like that. So let me ask you this, Pete. So I will give you a sneak peek at the weather and I'm not saying this. It's actually the better of the worst news. Have they mentioned anything about rain? Like if, if rain happens, because here's the deal. Um, they are calling for some rain on Saturday, but they're not calling for thunderstorms. They're calling just for some rain showers. So that's a completely different deal. Thunderstorms and rain are completely different. Right. Have yeah. they mentioned anything about that? Though? I have not heard about any contingency at all. I okay. think after they've been through COVID, they feel the weather gods. <laughs> We're going to play. <laughs> the weather gods yeah. will, will cooperate. Yeah. So, so even if there, even if it does get some rain on Saturday, they're not calling for those thunderstorms. And you know, storms, I, would would be good. I would almost think, uh, you know, barring, you know, a, a, a major prolonged storm, it would just kind of delay things a little Maybe, bit. Yeah. You know, people would scatter a little bit. Uh, you know, the, the, the concert guys would go into their trailer or whatever, and they yeah. would wait it out just like you maybe do a ball game if it sure. lands through a little bit once that thunder, thunder burst moves through or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, that's what I would guess. If it's one of those things, you know, they'll have the phones on looking at the radar. Oh, this will be about 15 minutes. We'll wait it out because everybody's go. there. You know, they paid their money. The headhunters are there, you know, contractually. They're ready to play. Right, exactly. And I know that they're eager to, to do it as well. But that is on Saturday. Uh, also, uh, on Sunday will be the opening ceremonies of the Jackson mm -hmm. County Fair. And, of course, this is when Presley Sexton will be crowned as uh, the new, uh, as the new uh, fair queen. And Presley... Uh, was the little there she queen is. <laughs> was, the, was the was the little miss? They call it the little miss. That's her little miss picture there on the left, and that is Presley, of course, now on the right, uh, <laughs> uh, who will be a senior at Jackson High School. Yeah, and uh, she has certainly worked and earned uh, the right to be the fair queen. Uh, she's always been involved with 4-H all the way through. Uh, she has run for, uh, you know, the different royalty levels because, you know, now they have the grade level attendance. She hasn't always won, but she's done pretty well. She did an interview with our Trevor Bailey, which we will feature in our Saturday paper. And uh, the thing that she has learned through the fair and being involved as a royalty member is to uh, never let a setback or disappointment get you down. Just keep plowing through. Keep on going. And then, you know, you have a chance to gain your dream. And obviously this means a lot to her to be nice. the fair queen, yeah. just as it did when she was the little miss. But that's gonna be 4 p.m. on Sunday. Okay. Opening fair ceremonies there at the grandstand. They'll have some different announcements. They'll, uh, scholarship announcements. Uh, some of the governmental people come and do their proclamations honoring the fair. It's a positive uh, event there. And that's at four o'clock at the grandstand. And that day, uh, at the, at, you could get in that day, not everything will be operating, but once again, there'll be some vendors operating food and, and whatever. So, uh, uh, that is a $5 cost on that day. It's not the full cost because okay. there's not the headhunters, but there are other activities going on that day. Uh, there'll be, um, there'll be open rail. The bluegrass group will be playing, uh, that evening at the grandstand following, uh, the, uh, following the opening ceremony. And there will also be uh, uh, a church service uh, or by Chris Wallace, well-known uh, local uh, pastor, uh, youth pastor from the World Outreach Ministries. Okay. Uh, he'll be speaking uh, before open rail. And uh, during the 
afternoon there'll be some gospel music as well and a church service i believe in the morning uh you know, and that's all, just a all great that day. On Sunday. All yeah, that on Sunday. Yeah, the, the Gospel Day is a wonderful day to spend. It'll be a, a nice, peaceful, quiet, like fun day, I believe, at the fair before all the, you know, rides and madness completely start. So it would be a good day to be up there. Right. And uh, every day of the fair, except Sunday when it's $5 and then the harness racing nights tonight and Thursday, $5. It's $10 to get in, but that does cover anything. That's your rides and everything. Yeah, yeah. you go to some fairs and you know you may have to pay more for the premium entertainment right. or whatever. You don't at, at Jackson County, but there will be some discounts uh, that will be available during the week. Uh, if you're a kid, 12 and under, you can get in free on Monday. That's Monday, Kids yeah. Day and ride the rides. Now take into account that the rides will probably not be operating. That's their first full day until five o'clock. Five o'clock. Five o'clock, yes. exactly. So don't go at noon and expect rides. Right, and then on the other end of the age spectrum, Senior Citizens Day is Tuesday. They'll have a Senior Citizens uh, King and Queen thing where um, there are contestants from the different nursing homes and assisted living facilities. That'll be in the morning on Tuesday. And if you're a senior citizen, uh, you can get in for half price that day. And then on Friday, that is Military Day and Veterans Day. And if you, you know, you got your ID to show you're a veteran or a current member of the military, you get in free. Okay, very good. And of course, on the Junior Fair side, all the animal projects uh, and the 4-H general projects, which are non-animal, everything from, uh, you know, aeronautics to sewing, uh, those awards will be on Monday evening. And uh, of course, the hallmark event of the Junior Fair uh, week is the uh, Junior Fair Livestock Auction that will start at 3 o'clock on Friday. Not this Friday, but the Friday yes. heading, into, a week from Friday. heading into the final stretch of the fair. The final day of the fair will be Saturday, and they have really got a lot of activities at the fair uh, this year. A lot. A, a lot of activities. There's something at the grandstand uh, every, every evening, uh, including, uh, so I don't misstate this there's a demolition derby on the 24th of july that's the final night and the demolition derby is always a big hit they're calling it the brent jenkins memorial demolition derby because brent jenkins a former fair board member died a couple of years ago at the too young age of 55 and he was always a big aficionado and organizer of the demolition derby so they've named it in his honor honor diamond j rodeo is on tuesday evening july the 20th at 6 p.m fast uh, fast track uh, motocross at 7 p.m. on Friday the 23rd. The truck and tractor pulls will be at 7 p.m. on Thursday evening uh, the 22nd. And then uh, the Diamond J Rodeo will be on Tuesday evening the 20th. So some a, a thrill show every night. And then on Wednesday night, no thrill show, but they're going to have uh, Jesse Adams, who we had yes. up here. Uh, she was up here, wasn't she? She was. Okay, she is Super cute. the featured attraction uh, on Country Music Day on Wednesday. Yep. On Wednesday evening. So all that, and we'll maybe review that on Monday as well. Uh, but uh, certainly go out there and support the Jackson County Fair. A lot of good things happening there, uh, whether uh, you know, you're know you interested in entertainment and fair food or the Junior Fair thing, where it's the culmination of the year for all the 4-Hers and FFA members who have worked hard on projects That's right. leading up to the fair. All right, uh, we want to tip our hat to Oak Hill School Board members, Joe Elsess and Mike French. Yep. At a recent school board meeting, they were honored by the Ohio School Boards Association 
for 20 years of service. That is a long time to be a uh, school board member. And if you're watching uh, on your uh, computer or on your phone or whatever, on the monitor, we have Joe Elsess showing in that picture. He's right in the center there. He is being presented the award from Kim Harless, Jackson City Board of Education member, who is a representative of the Southeast region of the Ohio School Boards Association. She is presenting Joe his certificate, and that is on the left, that is Paul Monk, who is a representative also of the regional uh, arm of the Ohio School Boards Association. Mike French has served the same number of years as Joe Elsess, but he was not at the meeting, and okay. so they'll send him the certificate. We want to certainly recognize him as well. I believe that Joe and Mike are the longest serving school board members in Jackson County, and they both happen to serve with the Oak Hill District. Wow. All right, this is just a little bit off our beaten track, but worthy of mention because it's a little grisly. It just shows that these things do happen close to home. This was in Hawking County, and this news comes from the Ohio Attorney General, Dave Yost. A, a, the criminal defendant, Michael Thomas Dixon, age 40, 41 of Laurelville in Hawking County, was sentenced to 50 years in life in prison earlier this week for fatally shooting and killing James T. Whitaker, age 56. That happened in July of 2020. Oh. Now, it's just more than a murder case. In this case, Dixon then faked a suicide note to make it look like that uh, Whitaker committed suicide, and then he dismembered Whitaker's body and buried it to try to conceal the crime. So this is criminal minds type stuff. And this happened in Hawking County. And uh, Dave Yost, who is the attorney general who likes to make an example of <clears throat> some of these things that happen around the state to give credit to law enforcement and the prosecutors as well as point out uh, these things do happen in our state and even in our area. He said, he gave this statement, by murdering and then dismembering his victim in an attempt to evade authorities, the defendant showed a complete disregard for life. It's fitting wow. that he will now spend the rest of his miserable life in prison. So pulling no punches there. That I was, guess. That was our high attorney general, uh, Dave Yost, talking about this case in Hawking County. Wow, that is wild. All right, we will switch to the Apple Festival. We'll get Happier. We'll get light real quick. Yeah. Uh, the Apple Festival committee announced late last week that it has uh, that it has its new theme for uh, 2021. It is 80 years of Apple premieres. Okay. And that is, of course, a play on the fact that this will be the 80th Apple Festival. It's not the 80th. It's not the 80th year since the Apple Festival started. That was 1937. But because we missed last year and because we missed some years in, in World, World War II, II yeah. this is actually the 80th. The 80th Apple Festival. The 80th yes. edition of the Apple yeah. Festival that is usually annual, unless there's a war or a or COVID-19 pandemic. pandemic, yeah. Exactly. And the Bundy Elementary School uh, PTO uh, uh, submitted the winning theme because they do an online contest okay. uh, where, you know, you can submit a theme and then on top of that, uh, any member of the public who's online can then vote on their favorite theme. Oh, so, very good. So that's the theme for this year's Apple Festival. Also, uh, speaking of Wellston, we can tell you that the Happenings Bistro, which is the new restaurant, the new restaurant I say, quote, new, because they're going into where Lee's Steakhouse mm -hmm. is. I think it's going to be a lot different. And, of course, the name is different. They've got the new sign up, Jennifer. Mm -hmm. Happenings Bistro there on South Pennsylvania Avenue in Wilson, 1130 South Pennsylvania. It will replace Lee's Steakhouse. 
Uh, the new owners, Jeff and Cecilia Plummer, uh, bought it earlier this year from a uh, longtime owner, Lucinda Kessler, who had right. bought it from Lee Najem, the namesake of Lee's Steakhouse. Uh, they're working uh, very hard to get the restaurant ready, staffing-wise, and getting the menu all up and all like that. You know that that's a chore, <laughs> especially, you know, when you're starting yes. new. And uh, they had hoped to open uh, sometime around the 1st of July. Uh, they posted that, unfortunately, that's not going to happen, but they hope to do it soon. Okay. So sometime this summer, for sure, and we know that they're working behind the scenes getting it ready. Yes. All right. Uh, if you're traveling in the city of Jackson, you need to be aware that some uh, sections of streets and roads will be closed because they are repairing railroad crossings. Okay. Of course, we have railroad crossings, uh, uh, crisscrossing our town in different places. Right now, the only place closed is on Burlington Road uh, there between Huron Street and South Street. And there you see a picture of that construction that's taking place right now. Uh, the road, the Entar Road uh, okay. is not closed. It's just you can't get through. So from one end to the other, because, you know, the, so you, you the crossing is... you just have to pick the right end to try to enter where you need to go. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you're coming through, yeah. you'll have to go, you have to turn around and go another way. It's not okay. a through street right there, that one block. But uh, that is expected to be completed sometime on or before Monday, July the 19th, next Monday. The good news is Jackson's set up in grids, folks. So you just go down to the next street, make a right or a left, and... Exactly. Go around. Well, and here are some other railroad crossing projects that are going to happen here in the next several days. So heads up. We've had these printed in the paper. We've got them on our website and on Facebook as well, uh, on the Telegram sites. Uh, the section of Water Street, uh, just off the downtown area between Broadway and Church Streets, that'll be closed starting Saturday. And that will be from 6 a.m. to noon. They hope to do that when they're in just that six hour period. Mm -hmm. uh, also on Harding Avenue, uh, the railroad crossing there, uh, it will be closed starting on Monday. And that when they expect to take all week, it will be, uh, it, will, it will hopefully reopen on Friday, uh, July the 23rd. So the railroad crossing at Harding Avenue, right there near the Water Street intersection, a lot of people go through there. So a lot of people cut yeah. over, you know, from Broadway on, uh, on Harding uh, to get to uh, the other end of town. So you won't be able to do that all next week, it looks like. Okay. All right. But once again, you know, you'll see it. Oh, I have to go, go the around. other way. Yeah. Exactly. And the other uh, railroad crossing project is on Huron Street. Uh, there's railroad crossings there. <clears throat> it will be closed Monday, July the 26th. So that's the last week of the month. And they expect that to take a, a full week till Friday, July the 30th. The dates on the Huron Street repairs are kind of up in the air. They are, that is one of the sections of streets that is to be paved as part of the city paving plan this year as well. Okay. And so these railroad crossings, uh, you know, that work really needs to be done first, obviously. Right. So uh, if you're driving in Jackson, live in Jackson or driving in Jackson, be aware of those construction projects. Uh, as it has done for many, many years, the Southern Hills Arts Council will be offering free art and craft classes for students in kindergarten okay. through the fourth grade this summer, and it's coming up pretty soon. Teachers will be offering lessons on theater, art, and music. These classes are taken at three different locations. You don't have to come to Jackson if you live in Oak Hill or Wellston. You will have a local location. Uh, in Jackson, of course, it will be at the Marquet Cultural Arts Center right here in downtown Jackson, 269 East Main Street. In Oak Hill, it will be at the Oak Hill Public Library. That's at 226 South Front Street. 
and in Wellston at the depot on Self Railroad Avenue. The dates for the summer art classes, art classes at all three locations, Tuesday, July 27, Thursday, July 29, Tuesday, August 3rd, Thursday, August 5th, Tuesday, August 10th, and Thursday, August 12th, essentially over a three-week period starting the week of the 27th on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., one-hour sessions. The deadline to register is Friday, July the 23rd. Not this Friday, but a week from Friday. So you do need to kind of register. You, you do need to register. Okay. They need to know how many's coming or whatever. And remember, these classes are free. They get uh, outside funding support to be able to okay. do this. And so um, to my knowledge, you don't have to bring anything but yourself. Or if there is something you need to bring, they'll tell you that. But to register, no charge at all. Uh, you call the Marquet at 740-577-3841, or you can email uh, the event chair, who is Kelsey Stewart, at stewartkelsey at gmail.com. Uh, we have this story uh, on our website and on our Facebook as well. And just go to the Southern Hills Arts Council or the Marquet website or Facebook, and you can probably get the same information as well. But these are very popular and, uh, you know, a great way for the kids to have a learning enrichment experience mm -hmm. during the summer. All right. And then Kim Harless uh, over at the Farm Bureau. This is where she's got her Farm Bureau hat on, not her school board hat or her rotary hat. <laughs> you never know what hat she's wearing, do Well, you? you know, it's been very popular when they had apple butter there. They've also made it a point, and this is a great idea at the Farm Bureau to uh, promote agriculture products, to actually sell some local products yeah. from the Farm Bureau that's uh, right. office because, uh, you know, the farmer's market is once a week. Uh, the, all the homegrown stuff isn't in all the local stores uh, all at once. Uh, so you can go right to the Farm Bureau office. And right now what they are featuring is fresh ears of corn from Way Farms in Pike County. And they are selling ears of corn for only $7 a dozen. Nice. And this is homegrown corn. The Farm Bureau office, if you've never been there, is right downtown Jackson at 231 Broadway Street. Uh, right across the street I, from uh, the Kelly Wiley office is one way to uh, uh, tell you where it is, uh, right next to, uh, right near the downtown treatery and where the Tasty Days of Old used to be. You can't miss it. They've got a sign uh, right out front and they may even have uh, all, the, all those ears of corn in the window if they're marketing correctly. That would make sense, wouldn't it? All right. Well, yes, it would. All right, well, that's the news as I have it. I know you've got to do the weather and maybe talk about some other things. Maybe. Did you hear before you go, and I heard this discuss, it, the, this, this story blew my mind that this can actually happen. Mm -hmm. And I, there, I noticed like numerous people talking about this in the restaurant yesterday. But there was, did, I don't know if you heard about this, there was a hospital in, in Cleveland that gave a patient, a wrong patient, a new kidney. Oh my. Okay. That's worse than putting the sponge in, isn't it? And leaving it there. You always hear about those. Yeah. Um, Cleveland uh, University Hospital, we um, say they're sorry. I'm, I, I don't know what you say. The kidney was given to the wrong patient the good news is they were compatible and the recipient is expected to recover. Um, the surgery for the intended recipient though has been delayed because they don't know if another kidney is available. But I guess my question is, 
why couldn't then they take the kidney from the person they took and have it just be a big kidney swab? I don't know. Isn't this wild? How does that happen? I mean, I went to get blood drawn the other day and they asked me 52 times who I was, my name, and like check everything like 50 times. Okay, well. How does that happen? It shouldn't happen. That's all I can say. But the human equation. The average time spent on a kidney wait list is five to 10 years. Uh, There are more than 100,000 patients on the list. Um, yeah, they're carefully reviewing the incident to make sure it never happens again. I would think. I would say somebody, uh, somebody's getting a lot of uh, calls from, from attorneys. What do you think? I would have to say, and the thing is, they've, it says in the story, and now something else may have happened since then. They have placed two employees on administrative leave. Like nobody fired, nobody whatever. I don't even know. I, I don't even know what to say about that. Right. Well, it's. Uh, you can can ima- you imagine? You can imagine what a nightmare it would be if uh, you're the you're the family involved. Yeah. You know, you'd just be aghast. I mean. And angry. <laughs> so now you have. Yeah. And you have two families. You have the one. That's been, you know, eagerly awaiting this kidney for God only knows how long and didn't get it. And then somebody that didn't need it, they got a new one. I mean, I'm perfectly fine with the one I have. I don't want someone else's if it's working. Well, obviously, the hospital has to do its due diligence on a review on that thing. And as far as the, you know, the the uh, administrative leave, there's always going to be due process in anything as you try to figure out. That's true. You know, what happened and why. That's a dilly. I mean, that's an accident that's like, no. Well, it sends a message to all the health providers and hospitals that, you know, you have to be careful. You know, if you or I make a mistake, it's a, uh, maybe it's a little bit of a different level. <laughs> right, exactly. Than, than if you're, you know, you're working at a surgical table. Like, I'm sorry I gave you onion strings instead of French fries. My mistake, I can fix that pretty easy. A right. new kidney, not so much. Right, now, you know, I, I can run a correction and say, I'm sorry. Yes, and you can spell someone's name wrong and then, you know, whatever. But it's not the end of the world or life or death. No, that's right. Well, that just goes to show you just how important, uh, you know, the... Healthcare is and how much is on the line. It is. Very precious. Wow. Just wow. Okay. And I have Tiger King news for you too, but I won't make you stay for that, Pete, because I know you're a busy guy. Okay. Well, I will uh, exit stage right and we'll right. work on the we'll work on that next paper and uh, work on some of these things I just talked about. And I thank you for allowing me to come up and be on TV. Thank you for always spending time with us. All right. And, of course, Pete's Morning News Update brought to you by Nia Henry, agent for Appalachia Realty. If you are looking to buy or sell or have any real estate uh, needs or questions, give Nia a call, 740-418-4135, and she'll be out working hard for you. All right, uh, let's head over to your Total Media Radio weather forecast, where you can download that Total Media Radio app and listen to live local radio on your phone by just downloading that app and you can then listen anywhere you are in the world which is pretty cool you don't have to worry about static getting out of service whatever no problem all right for today mostly sunny 
for uh, the racing of the ponies tonight at the Jackson County Fair. Highs today around 89 degrees. For tonight, mostly clear, lows of 69. Then tomorrow, um, partly cloudy, some thunderstorms in the works tomorrow. Um, and that chance of thunderstorms tomorrow is about 60% with highs around 87 degrees. Then looking on to Saturday for your Jackson County Fair and the Kentucky Headhunters, mostly cloudy. Some showers are likely. Good temperatures, though. Highs around 82. So, But the great thing about that is it is not saying anything about thunderstorms. If we have a little bit of rain, I'm sure that they will be very, very happy to come out and sing no matter what. So if you don't have that lightning and thunder, you're probably in pretty good shape. I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think so. So what's going on, James? Well, I heard we were going to talk Tiger King. Tiger so King. I've I got Tiger off, King like, news. Six other people that wanted to come talk to you, <laughs> so I could be here. Well, we appreciate the fact that you know. Well, anytime you win, yep, because you hang out with us the most. So, Ugh. but no, there's breaking Tiger King news. Can you believe it? Yep. Do you know what it is? Well. I heard that the Nicolas Cage Tiger King miniseries had been canceled. Yes, it but did. But you told me that there's even more breaking there, Tiger King news. There's two breaking Tiger oh King my. news. What? Yeah. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Yeah. So we all know, and, and we have heard um, a couple of weeks ago, this whole Bill Cosby debacle thing happened. And it brought out a new... A, or a legal term that a lot of people had not heard, and that was his sentence being vacated. Yeah. So, well, Bill Cosby's sentence was vacated and just, like, erased. So they just opened the doors and let him out of jail yeah. and well, whatever. I might be wrong about Cosby, but he was sentenced to three, minimum of three years, right? I don't and even And he had remember. served nearly three years. Okay. So he went in in 2018. Okay. And his minimum, his sentence was like three to twenty-five or something like that. I gotcha. So he had, my understanding, had already nearly served the minimum. Okay. For his sentence. All Maybe right. Maybe that played a role. I don't know. Maybe it did. I don't know. Um, so you heard that term though, the sentence being vacated. Well, so there was a Nicolas Cage like whole thing going on. Well, that got vacated as well. <laughs> Why would they not do that? It. I don't Why know. Would, who doesn't want? I mean, a lot of people don't want that. I but like, know. But like, you know, you're gonna watch it. I feel uh, like. Um, I feel like Nicholas Cage feel, is just gonna make that movie himself with like no, his iPhone. I feel like he <laughs> bailed. Nicholas Cage oh, you think bailed. So? Yeah. Oh. But that's a bummer. So I know. So that's news number one. News number two. The Tiger King sentence has been vacated. Oh, my. What? Joe Exotic. Um, it's not nearly as good for him as it was for Bill Cosby, though, because he is currently send it, uh, sentenced to 22 years in prison. <sighs> yeah, and he's serving that term. Well, they went back to court. His um, sentence has been vacated. And that was clear back in 2018. He was currently, he's, was indicted on 21 counts, uh, including two murder for hire plots. <laughs> to, 
As you do. Why is it so funny that we have to say this? Because <laughs> kill that you know joke. what Carol Baskin. Oh my gosh. And um, also wildlife crimes, which oh, you know is not yeah. nearly as funny as his murder for right. fire fire plot to kill Wolf like Carol was, Baskin. Yeah. I mean, he was seriously like abusive to the animals. He was just kind of a joke with his his personal more, more criminal. Li- yeah, like life. he wasn't really a yeah. very good criminal when it came to trying no. to kill Carol Baskin. No. Um. But anyway, he was sentenced (laughs) um, to 22 years in prison. Well, they went back to court and they have decided that the district court acted within its discretion by allowing uh, Baskin to attend the full trial. There was a big hubbub about that. Um, if you remember, and he didn't watch the Tiger, Tiger King, um, Carol Baskin was one of Joe Exotic's competitors, and he attempted to pay somebody $3,000 to kill It's a bargain. I mean, at the end of the a, day, is that a, all I'm worth is $3,000? You can't buy a used car for that. I know. <laughs> um, so anyway, they did vacate his sentence. They said basically um, that I don't know the um, all the legal jargon. Well, you're not a you're but not a I'm licensed not an attorney. attorney. I'm not one of them. They're oh. attorneys. But they had sentenced him for like crimes individually, uh-huh. and the sentence should have been lumping them okay. together. So they actually went from um, I don't know if it's in this particular thing that I have, but they basically are going to take, it's probably, he's going to be resentenced and they're going to take like months to years off of his sentence. So how long has he been in prison now? I think since like 18 or 19. Yeah. I don't know. Time flies when you're having a global pandemic. I heard that Carol Baskin was like willing to like, I don't know, drop her charges against them or something like that. Well, that's nice. Right. Well, because those two would be making crazy bank, like doing like autograph signings and stuff right now. That's the thing. It's like, she's like, he's way more valuable to me on the outside than the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Those two, I mean, like, yeah, the, uh, (laughs) the excitement over it has died down a little bit now, but like, (laughs) imagine Good Lord. So he may be out faster and they may oh be able to join gosh. forces faster. Yeah. I, yeah. Those two are going to be. He will be out faster. Yeah. Those two are going to be at every like Comic Con. That's what I was thinking too. And stuff. With like charging, a big stuffed tiger. Yeah. Charging 200 bucks for an autograph. I don't know. I mean, you know, you are you better to team up or continue to be rivals and still have well, this thing go on? Yeah. Like, but it's I got, don't know. But, yeah. Well, they're going to be rivals like. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor, right? Are rivals. Because it's a, uh, it, because it's a uh, lucrative, it's a lucrative to, yeah. rivalry. Yeah. Yep. I don't know, but anyway, listen. I know there's very few people out there that have not seen the Tiger King, and it is complete and utter sanity. But you have to watch it. Yeah, it's wild. You cannot. It's like. A train wreck that you cannot turn away from. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, for many episodes. Yeah. Jenna has not watched it. She hasn't. No. What were you? 
what were you doing when quarantine kicked in? Right. I mean, it's the first thing that everyone watched. Yeah, literally. Watched Shark yeah, Tiger King. Yeah, literally. Like the government <laughs> said, you had to stay home, and then two days later, Tiger King came out. <laughs> the whole coincidence. The whole world. And I Netflix goes because oh, everyone's trying to watch Tiger King. My dad watched it, so I saw it that way, or yeah. I heard about it that way. But like me and my mom, we just couldn't do it because like there were graphic parts in it and like i don't know there was just there's a lot that i heard about that i was like maybe i won't it's it's a lot of a lot like there's like it's like a soap opera and and it's like i mean you can't make this stuff up yep no you can't no hollywood set can make this stuff up i love i love his like the commercial he made when he was like running for governor or whatever (laughs) Oh my gosh, so funny. <laughs> Terrible but hilarious. Oh, the whole thing is just fantastic. It is just the most fantastic mess ever. Yeah. They're in Oklahoma. It's a beautiful mess. Right? Is that where they Yeah, were? I think so. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Former owner of an Oklahoma zoo. And then like Shaq's in it. Like Shaq's at the Tiger Park. And since then, Shaq has had to come out and say that he, like, doesn't support Joe Exotic. <laughs> Who was it that got into the... Oh, I know what it was. When Miranda Lambert, because she does a lot of animal rescue stuff. Yeah. And she had actually, before he got into all the trouble, he had actually lent her uh, and let her use trail his trailers to help mm-hmm. um, rescue some animals. Yeah. So then that came out and it hit the fan that they were like, and she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like he literally like lent me his trailer. He was nice enough to yeah. do that. Like to transport animals that needed yeah. to move. I think it was like during one of the hurricanes or something and they were trying to well, move animals. One of the people in that show, he had like donated tigers to like the Britney Spears like music videos or something like that. It's just, I mean, it just gets stranger and stranger. It does. It's just and all these weird things. All these Hollywood people are like, oh my God, oh my God. please, thought, for the love of God, don't yeah, let some picture come out thought, of me being there with yeah, him. We thought we were just going to see cute tigers. We didn't know we were involved in this insanity. In this mess, this yeah. murder for hire oh plot of this character, dude, that's, and then you've got the the boyfriend that just walks in and accidentally shoots himself in the head. Oh that that happens. I forgot about that till yeah. just now. The the man child that he came to love and date. Yeah. Right in front of his uh, gubernatorial campaign manager, <laughs> who he had hired from like a bait shop or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Dude, you just have to watch it, man. You just ha- I like I feel like I want to go home and watch it again just because like Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger King on Netflix. Oh. You got to tune in. You got to tune in. Um and <clears throat> last but not least in really weird news, non-tiger um, related news. Non-tiger related news. A DoorDash driver is in some serious trouble after he picked up an order from Chipotle in Brooklyn and was supposed to deliver it to a police officer. And he, shall we say, messed with it. Yeah. 
his Chipotle order. Dude, DoorDash driver, opens up said Chipotle bowl that he's supposed to deliver to a cop, rifles through it, and evidently stuck other things in it that... How, can we even... I don't even know what to say about it. He put, It was a man, and he put things in it. His a, man things thing in, it. in it. Evidently. Yeah. Then he... So, evidently. And then he wrote a note that said that he did all of these things, <laughs> and took handfuls of the bowl out, put note in the middle of the bowl, put it back down, so close lid. makes me think of in Super Troopers when they go to the <laughs> restaurant and the guy's like, double cheeseburger, it's for a cop. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, why'd you say that? I'm like, I'm just letting them know so they make it extra good. <laughs> and then he's got his hamburger later, he looks at it, he shows the other guy, he's like, does that look like spit to you? And the guy's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. That's not funny. But yeah, Super I, Troopers is super funny. Super Troopers is funny. <laughs> don't, if you work at a restaurant, don't spit in people. Yeah, don't, no. Definitely not, don't do that. No, none of this. Is, <laughs> we're laughing at the absurdity of this horrific, this is horrible. Um, I'm not even going to tell you what the note said because it would probably get us taken off the air and arrested or something. I mean, I, I think we're, you know. I think you can say whatever you want on Facebook as long as it's been you get the gist of what the guy said <laughs> like, that he did. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that, and and the note goes into detail about it. Um, needless to say, um, the DoorDash uh, driver is no longer with DoorDash. I had one of my don't do that stuff, man. That's awful. I had one of my friends say he's he's big on you know like every fast food place has an app now. Yeah, he likes to order through the app. And I guess the restaurants, a lot of those apps, they can't tell the difference between like a customer order and a DoorDash order. And he says anytime he goes in to pick up food that he's ordered on the app, the employees are like super rude to him because they think he's a DoorDash driver. Oh, no. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I could see that, though, because yeah. they're like taking their... It could be a statement on how much he's ordering. <laughs> that, too. If he's taking so much, they think he's... <laughs> has multiple deliveries you're right about that well i can tell you um there's there is a listen there are a lot of doordash member uh drivers and grubhub that keep kept people fed during this pandemic um and they should be commended for that yeah this guy obviously guy not so not much, much but no that that's not okay but that being said it was a funny. really good deal, but it is a little <laughs> much. I hope the guy didn't eat down into the bowl and then find the I note. He, I, I hope he just left the note and didn't actually do those things. Right. But, you know. Never know. And I will say, in their defense of Grubhub, DoorDash, all of those, anytime I've ever ordered from them, everything has been sealed to the nth degree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody got big on sealing things in general. So if you don't yeah. get something that's like really sealed up, yeah. I would probably question it. Yeah. Because, I mean, they've gone so far as to like literally get self-sealing bags mm -hmm. that are hard to get open and stuff like that. So. No, I, well, I wouldn't be able to get my food then. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't open this bag. <laughs> I'd be out of luck. <laughs> 
I'll show you some Tuesdays. Okay, thank you. Can you show me how to open the Tylenol bottle? Too? Yeah, right, exactly. I did have to have Jamie show me how to open a pill bottle the other day because <laughs> I could not figure it out from CVS. Oh, no. Just to let you know. He literally had to show me. Yeah. All right, that being said, thank you so much for watching today. Thanks for Pete coming up and telling us all about what's going on. We'll give you some more news about the Jackson County Fair tomorrow. As we do kick off tonight, don't forget, you can get out $5, bet on the ponies, have a great time. I think I might go down. It'd be Since fun. it's not going to be nice tomorrow, I might yeah. go down tonight. Yeah, be fun. And thank you for filling in You're for welcome. a minute. We appreciate it. It's always good talking with you. And, of course, it's always fun to talk about the Tiger King. So. Yep. I'm sorry, I didn't have any Jimmy Buffett stories. That's all right. Tiger That's Jenna's King's department. Second best. <laughs> Think, wonder if the Tiger King has ever run over somebody's foot with a parade float. I don't know. We need to write him a letter and find out. Yeah. Yep. I think that should be a new question that we ask all guests. Have you ever been in a parade <laughs> float related parade? accident? Because <laughs> if this anybody has, it's going to be a great story that they would never have told otherwise. That is true. It's probably more common than you think. And do you or do you not wear neckerchiefs? That seemed to be the culprit. Yeah. Less that darn handkerchief around his neck. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Have a great day. Enjoy um, some, some sunshine, some warm temperatures today. And we'll be right back here tomorrow on Friday. So we'll see you then. Thanks for watching, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.